new show. It's actually same show, new co-host, same great sponsors, Liesl Hayes. Hello, hello. I I wanted you to yell my name though, like you did for Jason. Here we go. Okay, Liesl. Yes, that's so much better. The Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people of Lee Summit by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds. Do you know they have enlightened shades? Have you ever been? The enlightened style the shades? The enlightened style shades. That's what I meant. They are your home for enlightened style shades. Listen, if you want to make your home an awesome home, whether, mm. it's, whether it's shades, other interior design things, like, we even made a pillow. We designed a pillow. I have not heard about this and pillow. And they made it for us. Did you know they did all the blinds in our house? All I believe of them. It. I believe it. They're just so legit. And they're really awesome people. They are great supporters of our community. They show up to things, they volunteer to things, they offer financial support yep. to many things. So, look, if you're ready to go make your home, an even more awesome home, and you want to support a local business run by good local people, just go visit our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. I'm going to say this for the first time. Tell them Nick and Lisa will say you. Uh, yes. The Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is also brought to the people by Ask Kathy of Keller Williams Realty. Ask Kathy is celebrating their 20th anniversary this year. That is so legit. That's a long time helping Lee Summit families. A long time helping more than 2,300 families buy or sell a home in this community. That's dedication. That is pure dedication. And the housing market, it just keeps changing. So you got to have somebody who's there to help you out. You got to have the experts. And they are, as a matter of fact, during 2021, they sold homes for 104% of the asking price. That is unbelievable. I want them to sell my house. Do you? Do I you mean, really want to move? Not right now. Not right now. But I would pick them. You would pick them. I would pick them. Yeah. yeah that's 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 a good thing. Did you know they also have four hundred five star reviews on no. Google? That's insane. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't write reviews. Do you? No, not usually. We should do that. More we should often. do that more often. And you know what? You should write a review about them because they are awesome people. They're local. They love the community. They are really focusing on helping people in this community buy or sell their homes in town. And you know what? Go call him. Tell him Lisa Nick sent you. Yeah. Hello again, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast. I'm your host, Nick Parker, and for the first time, mm. my new Wednesday co-host, Lisa Hayes. Hello, everyone. Nick conned me into doing this with him. I just really want to make that clear prior to this first episode. Look, I got receipts. Mm-hmm. As soon as it started getting out that Jason was taking a new job, there was a text message. There was. I remember. Are there open tryouts? I remember where I was. Mm -hmm. Don't disclose my secrets. I don't want people to know that I actually like spending time with you. you No, we don't. Yeah, we don't. Nobody's going to believe it anyway. Mm -hmm. So don't worry. But don't worry. Don't worry about it. Liesl, it's good to have you on Wednesdays now. This is going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. And we have like the most amazing first guest Mm -hmm. ever. We we really, we really do. We're going to introduce her in just one second. Um, First, I'm going to say this is going to be cool because you've been a guest three times. Yeah, you've been doing the short news bits with me on Mondays for a couple years now, two mm-hmm. or three years now. 
And now you get to have fun and you get to throw the questions at other people. I know. I actually like being in this seat a lot better because sometimes you ask really hard questions. I know. For those that don't know, and we're, we'll have this conversation later. First time I asked her questions, apparently I made her cry. You did. Cry, you made me cry. cry. He did. He made me cry. There's like a whole chapter in my book about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. Uh, yeah. Our guest just looked over and said, you're that guy? Yes. Yes. I, I remember reading that in our yeah, book. Yes, I was. That's sad. Chapter eight. So uh, for, for Liesl's first guest, we thought, hey. It's November. We're starting to get ready for Thanksgiving. What's the easiest thing we can do? We can talk about being thankful, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And we love Amy Johnson and we, so that, much. Well, there it is. That's Aww. it. It's Amy Johnson, our first guest. Amy, I think this is your first time back since like 2020. It's been a while. It's I'm been a so bit. glad to be back. Welcome back to the show. We thought, hey, look, let's, we're going to talk about being thankful. We're talking about noticing things that are good in our lives and our world. Who better than the queen of noticing goodness? I am noticed. Amy Johnson, welcome back. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. And on your inaugural, you know, day, that's a big day. It is a big day, but like there's no one else we'd rather spend it with. I mean, I told Nick we went through a list and I was like, I just really wanted to be Amy Johnson because she's so legit. She's easy to talk to. I knew it would be like a softball because (laughs) you're so just relatable and you just have so many good nuggets. So it's good. Well, easy to talk to. Uh, Amy can attest this, that we've had uh, air quotes meetings uh, that have lasted like six hours (laughs) before. (laughs) I think I came by one time for, Hey, let's, let's, let's talk for 30 minutes. And it was like dinner time when I left. Yeah. I think we got smart after like the second time and just blocked time. Yeah. We just said, we'll talk till we talk. I, I think that what happens when you get around people who want to talk about ideas and they are just jiving is that flow. And the cool thing about talking to both of you individually is that that happens quick. And then I just can't even imagine where this conversation is going to go today with the three of us. It's going to happen quick where we're just in flow. So that's and good. I, one Before we get started, one, one back note too about Amy and I, our relationship is, so a long time ago, we planned on doing a podcast together. That's like true. When I was first starting. That's true. Oh, it, I didn't know that. It never happened happened but all of those conversations made me and what I'm doing better and I used a lot of those ideas and those conversations to to learn and to do the thing so I, I hope that you got something out of our our we never pulled the trigger I thing. know we have really cool stickers we we made really cool stickers and and a great we had a great idea um, it just didn't quite convert and I think it's helped me be who I am too so yeah no time wasted uh, I appreciate every bit of it yeah it's good well, let's 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 get going, Amy. In November, it's November 9th. We're a couple weeks away from the Thanksgiving Day. What's good in your life? Oh my gosh, so much is good. I can't help but say on November 9th, one thing that's good is it is one of my daughter's birthdays. So I love November 9th. That's Which one is it? Kelly. Miss Kelly Johnson is officially an adult today. She is 18 years old. Happy birthday, wow. Kelly Johnson. Happy birthday. So cool. That's so a big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. So um, I, I can't help but start with my family, which sometimes can sound, sound cliche, but man, that is that is not something to be taken for granted. It's like breathing and health and water and Do you think we we family. notice that or let ourselves take advantage of noticing that more after the last few years? 
Yeah, I think I think before the last few years, is that what we're just going to call? Is that that's look, the time? The dark times, the, the dark, pandemic. The like, look, dark look. ages. I think that's already, has, that's already been taken. Yeah, this, this show has, <laughs> has long said COVID ruined everything. Okay. Okay. So during that time, I think it reframed everything. It, it, it for um, for those who are listening who have a frame of reference on trauma. Uh, we, you know, we do a lot of work through I am noticed in schools around trauma informed language. We say trauma is anything outside of our normal capacity that causes dysfunction. And so that is the pandemic, right? I mean, and that was, just, was everything. It was everything, everything was dysfunction. And so I do think that it changed the way we saw things. And in that, we all um, had an opportunity, whether we took it or not, to think about the people we live in our four walls with and how much we appreciate them and learn them a little bit, get curious about how they're thinking and working. And I know that was at that time for our family where we, we had to learn each other differently. Well, and I think all of those things, you know, in a relationship as you grow, you've your spouse you've been with for years and years and years, all of a sudden the routines are changed. Yeah. Totally. And so you have to relearn that yeah. relationship a little bit. Yeah. And thinking about, you know, you're framing it in November and Thanksgiving coming up. I think it changed too. you know, just not taking for granted, getting together with family for the holidays or whatever. So I definitely think my, my little nuclear family and then the extended family and friends and just people, that's, that's what I, I noticed the most. Yeah. It seems like more people, their core group became more important. Hmm. You know, you're, everybody talked about the bubbles, right? You had your bubbles that you allowed yourself to go visit because there were a few weeks where it's like, hey, we're all just staying home for most people. But I think those bubbles, those core bubbles yeah. became more important. Yeah. yeah. I know I see, now I think we're back in, but but I probably more frequently see fewer people. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think it it just it gave us all a pause to kind of be intentional about how we wanted to do things, I think. Yeah, I think so too. And okay, so speaking of the pause, I think we all really take a pause in November to practice gratitude, right? It's mm -hmm. always, you know, you see people's social media feeds and they're talking about what they're thankful for every day and we get in this place in November where we do that, right? So how do we start to cultivate gratitude or noticing goodness outside of November? Like what do those practices really look like for you, Amy? And, and how can that translate into our lives? I think, um, for me it is daily. So, I mean, and I love how you call it a practice. So I, I've been known that I have a resource on the notice .com That's like, um, the three things I've noticed good about myself, the three things I've noticed good about other people, and the three things I've noticed good about the world that I do every night before I fall asleep. And it just sets me, and, and I, I say it, and then Nick, I, I'm like waiting for some kind of joke <laughs> like to come out of your mouth about it. Because it does it seem, like, does it seem authentic to you for me to say that but it really does frame it, it does it does now okay. I, I i told lisa that you're probably going to tell I'm the like, story of our oh, first meeting gosh, but yeah um you know what, what unicorns and rainbows um yeah. but I, I hopefully am not as much as i was then but you know i'm cynic by nature so when i first met yeah. you I, I yeah it took a while it to didn't, be like it oh didn't she's feel, real it didn't feel real and i remember that it, it stuck with me so much in a in a way that um, i'm always curious when I don't connect with somebody naturally and you and I connected and yet you were saying you didn't buy it. And I'm like, hold on, wait, what do I need to do about that? 
um, am I okay with, am I being authentic? You know, I mean, I'm checking in there. Here's the thing I'll say about the noticing the three good things. How many times in the day am I noticing stuff I don't like? A lot. So this intentionality lets me counterweight all of that negative content that unfortunately, in in my opinion, is being pushed at us through media and the, th- the world. Is the the counterweight, the balancing part of it, is that the intentional part or is it just that's what happens because you're looking for goodness? I know that's your word. Yeah. Uh, so two things. I think it does counterweight. So I think it does level out my... Um, what's on my mind. But then I also think um, the reticular activating system in the brain does amazing things. You tell it to look for something and it starts looking for it. So if I fall asleep thinking about what's good, I'm waking up more likely to be in that frame of mind. It doesn't mean I don't have a bad dream here or there and wake up, you know, or wake up late or whatever, but I'm, I'm just practicing how can I keep my mind in a place that's on the lookout for good? And and really on autopilot after all these years, um, I just think I'm looking for good no matter where I go and I'm finding it. Um, and somebody who says, oh, that's just, you know, rose colored glasses, maybe, but I also see the stuff that I want to work on or want to improve and I have at least a counterweight. That's kind of how I look at it. Do you, I guess when you first started this too, and even now I wonder, yeah. Do you still question sometimes? Because I think as a as a culture, we are we lean cynical, we lean sarcastic, so we have trouble believing. Mm. Do you sometimes go, "Am I doing? Am I real?" So I, I'm going to answer your question, but I don't think you're going to believe me. Nah, I know you well enough. I'm going to believe you. I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't. I remember though another poignant thing that happened between you and I many years ago was um, you asked me the question, maybe even for an interview. Um, if the noticed, if noticing, if the notice network gave me language for, for something that I didn't, you know, the, the, did it change my language? I think is how you said it. We'll have to go back and listen. But well, that sounds in, way in too smart archive. for me. You were like, did it, did it, <laughs> maybe it just said, you said words, not language. I don't know. It was, it was really a good question though, Nick. And, and I said, no, it just gave me language for what I was already doing. It didn't, and maybe you asked, did it change how, you know, how I'm living I said it just gave me language for how I'm, I'm, I'm. I was already living. I was already noticing goodness. I think I was born that way. It was just who I was. And then now I have language for it, and I'm seeing it help other people. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about it then. Um, but I, I don't really question whether or not it's authentic because I've known it since I was little. It's just how I am. I love that, Amy. So let's talk about people who are cynical about it. Cause you know, you and I have had this conversation <laughs> and I really feel like my gift in life has always been to help people when they're going through really difficult things. And so I struggle so much with this balance of like allowing myself to feel my feelings, but also like noticing goodness and not allowing myself to stay stuck in, in emotions that aren't benefiting me. And so I guess I would ask you, as you think about like the positivity mantra, and sometimes people are just like, "Ugh, gosh, it's just too much." How would you speak to the people that are just a little bit cynical about noticing goodness? 
Yeah, I think um, toxic positivity became a, a really common phrase, especially working in education. It was kind of all over the place. And um, when Jamie and I go in with I Am Noticed, we have sunshines on our shirts and we kind of scream, you know, uh, positive school culture. And then and people who were sarcastic. Um, not sarcastic. I started it. That's the wrong word. Yeah. Cynical. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm sarcastic too, but uh, I think sarcasm is, is the, often a symptom, a of, symptom the of it, right? Cynicism, right? So yeah. So so cynical or, or questioning it would say like, I don't like toxic positivity. We're turning it off. And here was my response to that. I think all negativity, like if you did just negativity, it would be toxic too. Absolutely. So I think the toxicity comes when we're not looking at a more harmonious real life approach. And so um, Jamie and I have a podcast called Real Life Positivity, where it's like we're taking real hard stuff and we're applying positive practices to it as strategy. And I think that's why noticing goodness makes sense to me. Some of it's just feel good. Like when I get to notice people, I just feel good. And I like it when I get feedback from people that they feel good getting noticed. But some of it is we're more efficient, we're more effective, we're better people when we have that counterweight. So I, I don't I agree with you, Liesel. I don't like the thought of it just being rainbows and unicorns. You know? I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I do like rainbows and I do like unicorns. Yes, yes. But the the like old adage, you know, like you have to have rain to have a rainbow. I mean you well, do. Well, and I think I think like my cynicism too was always I, I I want to make I want to believe that that you or anyone else was being authentic. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of that starts. Yeah. But I also think that too, to be that positive takes a lot of courage because you're opening yourself up. I mean that's there's a vulnerability to allowing yourself to notice those things to to accept the good things around you. I mean it's it's a lot easier to just mm. be cynical. It is. It's so much easier. I mean, and there's a reason that's my defense mechanism, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's the snark. But here's the thing that I think about, Amy, and you do this so well. You do balance the positivity and noticing goodness and allowing people to experience their world mm -hmm. and the emotions that they have. But this is not just, you know... Amy Johnson, creating positivity, all the things. There's a lot of research and data behind this. Unicorn maker. She's a unicorn maker. She really is. And so, you know, for the people who are a little cynical, tell us a little bit more about the data that exists around noticing goodness and the impact that it has for people. Yeah, it it's really... Um... If I think if somebody's sitting out there thinking, oh, what am I listening to? I'm going to switch. No, no, no. Don't switch yet. Because here's <laughs> the thing. If 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 it does strike you as too good to be true or cynical or uh, it makes me like makes my skin crawl, Nick, to think of it not feeling authentic because that is like a major tenant of who I am. I want to be authentic. So if it's coming across that way, I would say, you know, to to be confident um, and get curious about what this is as a strategy, because it's going to look different for everybody. I think that's a misnomer that if I'm going to notice goodness, I need to be like super sweet, you know, Pollyanna, the whole nine yards. That is not it. It's just, what are you paying attention to? Are you paying attention to what works? 
Are you paying attention to what you're afraid is not going to work? Are you paying attention to who was helpful or are you paying attention to who was a pain in the butt? Like it's happening. Both is happening. The duality is happening all the time. The science behind it says, uh, like one of the things is we get 70,000 thoughts a day. And 70% that's of those, frightening. that's frightening. I know that is so much thinking. It's so much thinking. And I, and I definitely, my weak, my weak link or Achilles heel is thinking in overdrive. When I'm stressed, that happens. It's really ugly. An ugly space. Brains are the worst. Yeah, nobody, are. nobody needs <laughs> never, to Never, never done that before. Yeah. Never, right. Never. Isn't that just, yeah. Oof. And so, and so when you think about it, that's a lot of thought and the body and the brain are designed to give us more negative thought than positive so we're naturally our natural proclivity is to think negative and that's for a good reason I think when especially when people have had hard and you you have so um as you as you mentioned you've helped so many people who've been in those hard spaces and I want to hold space for that and thank you for that I mean that's a that's really hard to do um when we've had hard our bodies and our brains are trying to keep us safe and remind us not to do that again you know, I mean, we don't want to just block out the pain or the negativity or we'll touch the hot stove. We'll, you know, walk <laughs> right. in front of the car. We'll get in that relationship that we know better, you know, all the things. So I think that um, we, we get these 70,000 thoughts. We know that the majority of them are negative um, or, or um, in, induce uh, cortisol or other stress related hormones in the body. And what we can do is be intentional about thinking about the positive ones to balance it with the oxytocin and dopamine and the other good things. So science does prove that we can be healthier if we counterweight our thoughts and our emotions with positivity. See, Nick, it's not all rainbows and unicorns. No, it's not. There's like legit data and things like that right. behind like, it. Are you going to bring math and science into the show, I Lisa? No, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I feel like I said way more words and I could feel my face getting serious. Science is not really my jam, you know? It's just that it, it does back it up. And I do want to speak to those people who might be listening thinking, I know it's Thanksgiving. It's gonna We're going to eat lots of turkey, eat some potatoes. I'm going to take a, watch football and take a nap. I don't want to, you know, I, I, it's not really my jam. I really think that there is an untapped advantage to just subtly asking, how would it make sense for me to notice goodness? Well, and I think, and I will admit too, so my cynicism of you early on, and it actually took me, I'm going to go back to the, you got to be vulnerable, allow yourself. That was on me. That wasn't about you. That was on me. That was, that was my cynicism. My, like, if I open up and allow somebody to think about those things, that means that I have to be introspective. Okay. And I think that's where a lot of that, a lot of that comes from. Yeah, I think, that, that it's, yes, it's, that makes we so bring, much sense. We bring that to the relationship ourselves. Yeah. So that's, that's my, I think, I think I need, that's I, where I can't, it I can't changed. respond to that super fast because I need to sit on that for just a second. I hear you. Now we're at that cliche. I hear you. I, I do. Understand. No, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I almost like, um, yes. And then I want to know as your friend, and if we, we were rewinding back to the very beginning as, as a person who's meeting somebody, like what's my responsibility there? What's my, um, what's my opportunity there? And so as a confident person who says, I want to show up and, and engage with people if that cynicism does come my way, 
what's my responsibility? That's what my brain thought there. Because you said it's on you. And I'm like, well, but we worked through it in a way that I don't even know where we're going with this. We're, re- we're I, recording this conversation, right? Yeah. This Apparently is what happens. We are. This is what happens when we start talking. I don't know that you, I don't know that you have, and, and look, I'm not a yeah. doctor or a professional in any way, shape, or form. You're we'll, not? We'll, are you we'll, sure? We'll call Carrie Gray later and have our therapy session again. There you go. Um, but... <laughs> I don't know what your responsibility is there, but I think, yeah. you know, we worked through it because we became friends yeah. and we allowed each other to be real and authentic. Yeah. But it took, I think it took my own introspection to say, okay, that's she, who she is, accept it. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe you can do some of that too. And we talked offline before we started recording that, yeah. that I have made a conscious effort over the last couple of years yeah. because we are so sarcastic and cynical as a culture Yeah. to curb that. Like I've tried not to sit in meetings or big groups and be the go to the quick joke that's sarcastic, so, even though that's my that's my natural reaction. But it doesn't do any good. Do you? Well, I was going to say though, um, there are people that really respect that, appreciate that, show up to meetings because you're there. I mean, so I think about I. This is this is an interesting piece. So I started out wanting to just notice people. And that was the whole, that was a whole beginning of the Notice Network. I just wanted to tell the people in my life that I had seen them, had heard them, and that I, they mattered to me, that I, that I appreciated them. One thing I didn't, wasn't ready for was how challenging it would be for some people to get noticed. Um, because, and I have, I, I since have figured this out, some of my own data, some of my own science and, and, um, when you can't notice the goodness in yourself, it's really hard to think that's authentic when it's coming your way, number one. And in the Midwest, we don't necessarily practice uh, brave and bold humility. We, no. we kind of we kind of shy away from receiving that goodness sometimes. So We, we act humble out of obligation. We do. Yes, we all do. the time. We do. And then we're kind of fighting inside of ourselves for like, wait, do I matter? Um, do I have that validation? Should I need that validation? No, but I need it. What am I going to do with this? You know? So I, I think as I was learning about noticing and paying attention to how people responded, one huge piece that I took away was that it has to be done authentically. So if you were to try to act positive, like someone else is acting positive, you wouldn't be positive. Right. You would be, that would be that inauthenticity, inauthenticity. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah that's a big that's word. A big I mean, word. we haven't completely finished uh-huh. all of our coffee. So I yeah. mean, that's impressive. Wow. Quit trying to raise the bar on this in, show. In, I know. Oh wait, there's my sarcasm. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, we know the bar didn't go very high, so I feel okay about it. <laughs> oh, shoot. Anyway, I, I think We're that not going to miss you, Jason. I think- <laughs> Well, that hurts. <laughs> um, okay. Best of luck and all your things, Jason. Right? Yes, Jason. No, we do miss you. We do. We okay. Do. But here's the thing. I, I really hope that you don't take away who you are from those meetings. Being intentional about who you want to be makes sense to me. I think we're always growing and evolving. And, and I feel like I've done that. I think I've probably some people would think maybe, I don't know if this is an, a cool assessment or not, but that I used to be um, softer or more timid in meetings and, th- and that kind of thing. Cause I'd be really careful not to make sure and hurt anybody's feelings. And as I've gotten more confident and, and know my stuff more, I show up in a different way. And I'm really proud of that. It's like, so I think we're always evolving. If you want to show up in meetings in a different way, I think that makes sense, but I do, just would want to caution you or anyone 
to not not be yourself. Mm. I mean, that's huge. No, I think it's it's I, major. I mean, and I think one of the things that you do is you you inspire other people to authentically notice goodness. And I think the the most important question that you asked is, you know, what is one thing you can do to notice goodness that is authentic to you? And and you and I have had this conversation. For me, it's simply the I ask my kids every day after school what went well. And like that feels authentic to me. It doesn't feel like I'm creating a gratitude practice because gratitude practices are great. They're just not my jam, right? And so how do you integrate goodness and noticing goodness in a way that is authentic to you? And and I think that is the core question of, of what we're bringing up, right? Yeah, and and having this conversation with the two of you and and us being friends is really, um, it's an invitation for me to say that I do have a practice of the noticing three good things at night, or nine if you do the math, but (laughs) I I can see the look on your eyes. Stop with the math. I love it. (laughs) Anyway, but there are nights for lots of reasons where I don't do it, right? So if you put in a hard practice that you say, I'm just going to do this because, you know, gosh darn it, I'm a positive person and, and this is what I do. Um, and it's and it becomes fake or inauthentic for any reason. Maybe I've had too much to drink. Maybe I'm just grouchy, straight up grouchy, and I can't think of anything. I think there's a lot more to learn in life about just paying attention and like, hey, tonight I couldn't think of three things. That's a problem. What do okay. I need to yeah, do with that's my life? My, that's right? my question. I had another yeah. question, but now I'm gonna now I want this oh, one. Oh, good. Um, do you allow yourself a night off? Oh, do, yeah. If you say, yeah. you know, you had too much to drink, you absolutely. Like, we have crappy days. Absolutely. Shit happens. Absolutely. I'm not supposed to do that on this show. That's my other show. But <laughs> you, you mean we can't cuss on this show? Yeah, we try not. Oh, Liesl, did he I not, not tell you that before he? Oh. oh, okay. It happens. Okay. Do you allow yourself? To go to bed. Yeah. I'm not listing them out today. I do. I'll come back tomorrow. I do. I do. And um, here's the thing. When I do that, I have learned that um, it's an act of rebellion that for whatever reason I need. It's not going to impact. I just tried to picture teenage you when you said rebellion. Yeah, rebellion. (laughs) It's cute. I I think there's, there's this moment where I have mentally, where I have to extend some grace to myself. Like, you're, yeah, you're, you're doing life. It's okay. We're not doing that tonight. And here's the thing. If I really wanted to do it um, out of obligation and not out of intentionality, I mean, I'm going to say, I like that I have, I like that I'm an entrepreneur. I like that I'm a good mom. I like that I'm a good wife. And then it's not authentic anymore. I like my kids. I like my husband. And I could like all those same things. I could notice goodness in all those same things and mean it. But I've got go-tos. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to fail the test, right? <laughs> that might be my favorite line. Oh, no, I'm not going to fail the test. She is not. I love it. I'm not. But I mean, at the same time, why? Why do that? Why even waste the the little bit of brain power that would take to just cheat on, cheat it out, you know? It doesn't make any sense. So if it's not real for me, no, I don't do it. I love that. Yeah. I love that. As we wrap things up, though, I do want to I want to bring something up. This is cool. Because you used the word, or Liesl maybe earlier, what's your practice? How do you practice it? Yeah. I think it's important to note, Amy Johnson, it's not just practice. You've made this a business. You just said you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. So you started with the Notice Network, yeah. where which 
that's the part I think that really got me in the very beginning. It was like, she's making a business out of telling people they're good enough. That it was a, she just turned Jeff Handy from Saturday Night Live into mm-hmm. <laughs> into Stuart, a business. Stuart mm-hmm. Smiley, yes. yeah, yeah. But and, but mm-hmm. you've done that, and then it's grown into this thing yeah. with your partner Jamie, yeah. that you do with school districts all around here. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. So tell us real quick. Tell us about how that talk about the business part okay. of a little because I think that's I think yeah. that's important that this isn't just a thing. Yeah, you've also made it the work you do. Yeah. It, it does get to be the work I do, and I'm grateful for that. Um, the Notice Network, really its mission, has just cleaned itself up over the 10 years of evolution. I kind of refer to these has businesses. Has it been 10 years? It's 11, actually. Oh, you wow. That? Congratulations. That, yes, congratulations. That's pretty, a that is amazing. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so it, the, the simple mission of the Notice Network is just to help people notice the goodness in themselves and others. And we have a blog and a podcast and... Um, really just trying to get those stories out there. There are so many cool things happening and um, so much goodness to notice in, in our world. And I love that. So um, that's been fun. Um, and then we have a store. The Notice Network has a store um, which has products that help people notice the goodness or gift gift things to people to help them know that they've, they've been noticed. And that store is evolving. And I, I'm excited for what's to come in 2023 because we've had little products this whole time and I've never wanted to be in the merch business. I mean, that's not why I do what I do. But um, this last year, uh, an organization called Deborah's Legacy started making bracelets for us that are little beaded bracelets that spell out in Morse code the word noticed. Deborah's Legacy is an amazing organization that helps women get back on their feet after they've had a lot of setbacks and struggles in life. And um, I love them. I love them so much. And they are makers that matter making these bracelets. And that is really where the store is going. So that's going to happen in 2023. But thoughts look forward to there. We're going to have lots of different products made by makers that matter. Mm, that's I awesome. Love that. Yeah. So that was a lot to say about the Notice Network, but that is what the Notice Network is. And then, yes, Jamie and I, um, about seven years ago, we got introduced to each other, and we joke that we we met at Whistle Stop in downtown Lee Summit, and we joke that we've never stopped talking since. We just say a lot of words to well, each other. Well, Jamie Lyon is a force of nature. She is a force. I am I am honored to get to be that woman's business partner. <laughs> so, yeah, so we started um, going into schools, um, and in the last – um, several years, we've just grown and grown and grown, and that is just growing so fast. And so um, we get to go in and work with students, staff, and families to help school culture be more positive. And it's a gift to get to do that work every time we get to do it. I'm, I'm going to go back to the earlier theme, though, with this, because look, teachers have a lot that they are responsible for. A lot. They so deal much. with a lot of pressure. And I will also tell you this. They tend to be cynical. They tend to have a lot of pushback to we want to change things. How hard is that to go into a, a new school district, a new school with a bunch of teachers and be that unicorns and rainbows and talk about positivity and fight through that? Yeah, I think I think that. I, but I love teachers. I was going to say, Please, I know Mrs. you. Parker, I, 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 I you're married to an amazing woman. I mean, yeah. she puts up with you oh. and she's a teacher. I make, mean, make, that's. Make this answer good so she stays with me. Yes. Okay. Yes. Please do. I think appreciating teachers is literally why, like the, the, the starting point to why we can have the relationships and do the work we do with them. 
because we appreciate them so much and see them where they're at. And, and, and really the only way to see someone where they're at is to do that discovery. So noticing is interesting because I'm not just going to tell you what I notice about you without pausing first and paying attention. And I think when we pay attention and we discover and ask good questions and get to know people, then we can work together. You know, then we can say, hey, how's it going? Do you do you need some supports in these areas? And I am noticed provide some supports that are really needed right now um, to honestly to take a lot of the pressure off teachers. Um, to get some momentum going where the students are more positive and the parents are more positive and the teachers can do the job of teaching children. It's, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible the work that you're doing. So I think about as well, just all of us as parents, and some of us are not as blessed to have, you know, Amy Johnson's talking to our middle schoolers and high schoolers and helping them really, you know, build muscle memory around noticing goodness. So as parents, are there things that we can do at home to help cultivate that in our children's lives as well? Absolutely. I, first of all, I just think of your, you asking your kids what was good today. Um, We did a family event at an elementary school last May and um, I t- try to tell the story as succinctly as possible, as I know time's a thing. But um, there was there was a student who was is a peer model at their school, so had had our training. And then the peer models at the school help lead all school assemblies. So on this particular day, um, the student had led an all school assembly where they part of the assembly is they notice goodness in each other, and he had gotten to notice his brother. And so what that looks like is he's a fifth grader or fourth grader. He got to invite his brother from the whole assembly, hundreds of kids up to the front, and he got to tell his brother what he noticed about him. So when this young man gets in the car at the end of the day, his dad asks him about his day and he tells his dad and his dad's like, you noticed him? What is this? You know? And, and the kid said, well, you just have to tell somebody the good that you see in them. And the dad says, well, Oh, oh, the kid says he wants to notice the dad. And the dad's like, okay. So he lets him. So then the dad notices the kid back. And he said from that day forward, every day after school, they would notice something good about each other. And they'd notice something good about the day. And the cool thing is when the dad was telling me the story, about two months had passed um, since the first day of the assembly. And the dad was just emotional. He's like, you've changed the way I bring my boys home from school. You've changed the trajectory of what happens at home. And it's all from a question like you're talking about, Liesl, asking. You know, I mean, it's it's literally that simple. What was good for you today? Um, what was, you know, I want to pay attention. And here's one thing that I just want to say because this is a pet peeve of mine. If you're going to care enough to ask the question, you have to listen to the answer. That's oh, the exact thing yes, I was going to ask you about. Good. It's huge. You talked earlier, you said, you know, about changing language, changing. Yeah. That's the thing is how often do we just, how's it going? Yeah. How's your day been? How's your week been? Or in reverse, do you always know how to answer? Like when somebody asks, do you have that little pause that says, are they asking or are they just asking? Yeah. And sometimes they are just asking and it's okay to know who your, who your close friends, who your close friends are and who really cares. But I think like, as we kind of start to wrap up today, that is one thing I think we could all really take action on going into the holidays, going into Thanksgiving, uh, you know, and then, and then whatever, all the Thanksgiving or all the holidays, 
if we could just be intentional about when we're actually with the people who we care about, just listening, actually noticing them by paying attention to them, asking a good question and then just listening. Um, I think that right there is one of the best gifts we can give each other. Give them your attention. Yeah. yeah. And Nick, she's now telling us we're going to have to try and be nicer to each other. You know, like every now and then. I did Maybe not we say can that. just. No, I know. <laughs> Here's she the was thing. like, no, actually. Actually, I enjoy the banter. I've always wanted to be good at that. It's just not, it's, you know, we all are, we all have our gifts. And when I try to banter, I sound ridiculous. It's situational though. Oh. Right? Like. I just don't have very many situations that, where it comes off like that I mean. banter doesn't happen with everybody. It doesn't happen in every situation. You got to. I think time, there's also place, a trust. Audience. There's a trust element too, where it's like, I mean, I know the stuff I can make fun of Nick about, and he's not going to be offended. I mean, I have things that come up all the time when we're talking, but I can't, you know, communicate all of them because it would take up the whole podcast. So. Yes. Right. Well, I kind of feel like you always feel like that too. Like, did I say I said a lot of words there, but. You know, there's, um, I think it is, and it's maybe in the movie You Got Mail, where Meg Ryan's trying to be like all, you know, witty, and she just, she messes it up every time. That is, that is me. Well. I think I'm going to be funny, and then it comes out of my mouth, and it just sounded mean, and my tone was off, and it was weird. Well, I think, look, com <laughs> common theme here, right? Okay. Be authentic to yourself. That's right. Mm. Allow the other person to be authentic. Yes. And give them your attention. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and through that, then comes the noticing and the yeah. acceptance and the, and look, Amy Johnson, you believe in rainbows and unicorns and that's fine. I had to be okay with that. And I think it's awesome. It's what makes yeah. you, it, it's what makes you awesome. I, and it's why I, I keep calling you back. I appreciate that very, very much. And I also know that it's okay to put a filter in my lens anyway. It's okay to, it's okay to drop the filter that says I'm going to be on the lookout for noticing goodness. I mean, I really do. It, it's not so much the artificial, the unicorn, if you will. It's just the fact that there's goodness out there to there be seen. Is. Yes. Yeah. And, and in reality, what I love is that this is a natural inclination you have. Here comes my personality uh -oh. type stuff. But you probably have a positivity theme and strengths finder. Yeah. So it's very yeah. authentic to you. Yeah. And you are now using that as a gift to help other people notice goodness in their life when it is not natural. And for that, you are amazing. And I love that we got to have this chat. You know what, Liesl, because I know you geek out on this stuff, mm. I do have optimism as number three. Oh, but yes. guess what? My number one is maximizer. And that's why it's, it's a weird combination. Um, maximizer, connector, optimism. Oh, top three. Love it. So it's a weird connection because when you ask me why noticing goodness matters, you may have thought I was starting a whole nother conversation rather than wrapping up, but this is my, this is my closing thought. Oh, here we go. The summation. We're ready for it. It is a strategy that if authentically used, it actually is win, win, win. I mean, so it really does maximize us as people to notice goodness. And so we can do that with you know, a, a little air of cynicism, because if you are doing, if you are noticing someone else who appreciates sarcasm and you do it sarcastically, you saw them, you saw their goodness, you saw their good humor, you know, you saw the fun that they bring to whatever conversation you're in or whatever you're doing. So I think there's no right or wrong way, but noticing goodness really does maximize for us, our relationships and our community and, and our own mental wellness. I think it's a good thing all the way around. You're a good thing. Mic yeah. drop. 
You're you a good thing. heard it here thank first. You. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I got to be on your very first show together, yes. too. I'm just delighted by this. Amy Johnson, thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank Let's, you. We won't, we won't, maybe won't wait as long. Oh, between, that sounds no. fantastic. I'm wondering if she can just meet up next week. Sure. You know, every okay. week. Why not? Why not? We'll keep. You guys we'll, have so much going on. You're not going to want that because I, I know you guys have good plans. It's going to well, be exciting. So we will have plans. Mm-hmm. Eventually. You know, you know what we have scheduled? Here's a teaser for the people. Okay, oh, let's go. We've got Santa booked. Santa. What? Santa. Santa. I'm not going to tell you the date yet. But Santa will be a guest. We're going to ask all the questions. All the questions. We're going to learn about You're the You're going to get magic. all the deets. All the we deets. We are. We're going to learn all the things that everyone needs to know to be on the good list. There we go. Is that an objective? You're trying to get on the good list? <laughs> like it's been I'm, a lifelong one. I haven't has, hit it yet. Yes. We are slowly That was almost striving. sarcasm. <laughs> that was almost. It was. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. That's going to wrap us up for this week. We'll talk to everybody next time. <laughs>